0: Welcome to JK Not Really, episode five. It's been a little bit since we've checked in. It has been. There's been a lot of change recently. Yeah, like what, Jackie? Super low-key. Just um, my husband and I bought a house in Tennessee. Low-key, right? So low-key. Okay. He moved there. We packed up our entire life. Drove there from Colorado. He is still living there right now in our house. And I moved in with you and your boyfriend in what, the time span of two and a half weeks? I was going to say less than a month. Yeah. So my husband is in our house right now in Tennessee. I'm finishing out the school year here in Colorado and I am officially living with you and your boyfriend. Who would have thought that would happen? 360 is kind of our thing. I think that this like (laughs) solidified the fact that Full circles are our jam. Yes.
1: Which is kind of weird to say that I would never have thought that first and foremost, that I would be living with you and your husband at the age <laughs> of 27 for six months. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I did not think that after I got married, I would get new roommates. <laughs> like I thought like, okay, we're locked in. We're never going to have like a roommate situation. Or it'd be cool for friends and family to visit. Yeah. Here's like a guest room. No, I was fully living with you guys. For half a year. Mm-hmm. And now. And then, yeah, so <laughs> that was shocking in itself. And then to turn around, is it almost two years? So yeah. Then, yeah. To turn around yeah. two years later. I know that just hit you. Wait. Yeah, because it was
1: June, July mm-hmm. when I moved in with you.
0: So we're coming up on <gasps> two, two years. years. Wow. So how crazy to turn around two years later and now I'm living with you and your partner. Mind blown. I know because like a
1: lot of people came and say that they've done this or like invited like a friend to live with them. It's not
0: a normal situation.
1: No. And when I talk about it, I have friends that come up to me and they're just like, how is Jack doing at Mm -hmm. your house? How are you guys settling with her? And I'm like, it's
0: kind of like another family member that I'm living with. It's so natural. And, and like my husband, and I felt the same way. Everyone would be like, oh, like, how are, how's like your relationship doing? And I'm like, if anything, it's more fun. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's because we have this like third party neutral dynamic now. Yes. Which is just, it is. It's a very unique experience. It's also really eye opening to watch your best friend in their relationship. Aww. In like a really like like heartwarming way. Like it's really fun to watch your best friend like be loved, receive love, give love like in the way that she deserves. Wasn't
1: expecting that
0: comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad. I know. It's fun though. I mean, Aww. I know for a fact that like when I was, when you were living with us, you <laughs> saw a completely different side of me. You saw a different side of me. True. I think that was the first time you truly saw me like
1: depressed. Yeah, 100% even. But to go off of that, I know you and Andrew, I actually, um, knew Andrew before you Mm -hmm. and I was friends with him first, but to see you both in your relationship together, I just saw so many different like behaviors. Right. And it was beautiful to watch you two and also be like a part of that.
0: It is. And then I think it really, I mean, for me, I know that when I'm like stressed or like Andrew and I, I, which I said this the other day out of our, we're married five years in August out of those five years, if I add up all the months, about two, two and a Mm -hmm. half years, we've been apart. But look how strong you guys are. So it's really, I think when I am stressed out, when I am doing long distance, having someone that really knows him, knows me and knows us together, there's such a power to that. Because Mm -hmm. I know that you're not gonna be biased. I know that you're friends with both of us. I know that you're not just gonna tell me what I wanna hear yeah and i feel like it's the same for you and Mm stephen and i like i
1: love that you and stephen can joke around and have conversations and we have so much in common yeah that was all
0: of us we really do and that was something that's been even more fun like i obviously i've i hung out with stephen like a handful of times before i I moved in with you (laughs) so yeah right like Oh my, i had I have that before I started living with him. Um, so like, but it's fun watching and learning like, oh, you like Lord of the Rings. I like Star Wars. Like we're finding out like so many commonalities that him and I have, mm-hmm. which I think almost makes it, it must be like fun for you too, to watch.
1: I absolutely love it. Yeah. And we had this conversation a little bit, but I really want to touch on it some mm-hmm. more. It's the concept that I'm not afraid of how I act or how you act around him, which is so different than what I was used to in my past relationship. And what
0: I was used to in our friendship with that past relationship. Essentially, it was like walking on eggshells. We both were in in different ways. I mm-hmm. felt like I had to be careful of what I said around you mm-hmm. because I was afraid it was going to lead to an argument for you guys later when you left. So that yeah. made me kind of feel insecure and on my toes about, oh, don't, t- don't make that joke or don't bring up that time in college or don't voice that opinion in fear that because if Casey agrees with me, if Casey laughs at the joke, if Casey wants to reminisce a little bit, nine times out of ten I would end up in an argument for you, correct? You're absolutely
1: right. And so it would be an argument. And then it would also be manipulation on my end too, to be like, she's not a good friend. You shouldn't be around that. She's actually making fun of you, like twisting your words and everything. And for him to say, you're better than that. So it was kind of like trying to quote unquote, lift me up a little bit to say that I'm on this pedestal by removing everybody else so I can only lean on him. Mm -hmm. It's just a power move. It most certainly is. And, like, I remember there was, like, moments that, like, I would look at you potentially, like, in fear to be, like, what do we do when we're all hanging out? And that's not how you should be with a partner or with friends.
0: No, and I, and I, I like that you said friends as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think that if you are in a relationship and your friends are voicing concerns consistently over a long period of time, I think that's them seeing red flags that you might be blind to.
1: Yeah, and I feel as
0: if as friends, you need to have that conversation. But why is it I think, and again, I struggled with this. Like I'm not sitting here saying that I haven't figured out. Now when I look back on it, because we've learned so much, I would do Mm -hmm. things differently. But I just remember, like, what is that fear? Like. For whom? I think both sides. Like for me as a friend, because we would hang out by ourselves. And I still would be kind of like hesitant to say something. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was fear of losing the relationship if we would say something. Right. And I mean, a shout out to my uh, closest friends from back home, Meg and Alyssa. They actually, and my sister Carrie, she was a huge, huge part in it. And I'm forever grateful for them. But they actually like, pulled me aside and like had a meeting. And I remember Alyssa stating like we might not be friends with her by the end of this meeting but I'm doing this because I love her and
0: I know she's in a very unhealthy spot. And I think it's accepting the fact that if you consider someone one of, or your best friend, it is a relationship. Uh, Like not a romantic relationship, but that is a relationship. Like in my opinion, that requires effort from both sides. It's not a one way street. You are telling each other things, even if you don't want to hear it, you're having difficult conversations.
1: But I think everybody is afraid of confrontation when it doesn't have to be negative.
0: I think, especially in today's world, confrontation is everyone's afraid of hurting each other's feelings. Everybody's afraid of being judged. Every, but that, like, I feel like. But your main point that you go off is it's your delivery, mm-hmm. it's how you
1: state it to the other person. And if you have a great delivery, and if you have good intentions, the intentions, that's the big word. Yeah. And if you're being honest and you have that trust and bond with your friend, it should go well and you should be able to do that. But you're
0: right. Friendships are relationships. And I think as we're 29, we're going to be 30. Yeah. I think I'm learning more and more. I've alluded to this before on the podcast. I'm learning that. If I'm not receiving the effort that I'm giving, I would never accept that in a romantic relationship. So why am I accepting it in this relationship? That's a great point. Why would I do that? But I do. I still struggle with it. I I know for a fact right now I could sit here and I'd be lying to you if I said that every single friendship I have, it's 50-50.
1: I agree with you. And I feel like, unfortunately, it's not even possible to have that mm-hmm. because with a romantic partner, you kind of like nitpick the qualities that you want but with a friendship, you have them as childhood, you have them as like high school and college, and it you're is not sad. that nitpicky. You kind of just,
0: and it is sad. I mean, growing apart just happens.
1: And I don't think we like change. Mm-mm. So I'm with you on that. I'm also a people pleaser. I want to make sure that everybody is okay. But I also notice that too in some of my friendships. I'm just like, I'm putting a lot of effort and I'm not receiving anything back. And it's hurtful. It is. And I feel as if, if you really want a good quality friend, you need to make the effort. You need to make sure that you're even following up on them. You're checking in, you're doing calls. You're making plans to hang out, to
0: go for brunch and accepting the fact that there's going to be uncomfortable and sometimes confrontational conversations. And if you are truly friends, you Mm -hmm. should wanna work through those. It shouldn't be this, well, we had a fight, so now we're not friends anymore. Or we're no longer talking for the rest of the week. Like take some space, do what you need to do. But if you are genuinely looking at me in the eye and you're like, you're one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. then guess what, we're gonna get in arguments and we're gonna get over it and it's gonna make us stronger, just like any other relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I will say, as I'm getting older, my circle, like I'm pretty set now, and it's smaller, and I'm okay with it. Oh yeah, I'm perfectly happy with a smaller group of people. And I, I it's about wish- quality, not quantity. And I wish I knew that five years ago. Yeah,
1: and I also wish, I mean, quote unquote, that we had the balls to be more confrontational with my past relationship and each other. And I think that's why we're speaking of it right now. Mm-hmm. Because I also understand, I mean, I can be vulnerable and state when I was in that relationship, I knew that I had to get out and it wasn't healthy, but I was so, I don't want to say broken, but I wasn't comfortable leaning on myself or looking for others for support. Like I felt like I couldn't do it.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. And I didn't, I hate asking for help and I didn't want people to view me as weak.
0: Mm. So you're just overall afraid to be vulnerable in general. Yes. Even though you were always kind of vulnerable in that relationship. Yes. But also, like you
1: said in a previous episode, like you walked into my house and you learned so much more. That's true. There was like another layer of skin that I had just to like take off to like allow people into my life even more
0: so. And that kind of goes into like now that I'm living with you, Stephen knows me now. <laughs> 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 like, like we are in here. Like I'm literally getting ready for work. I'm coming down in my pajamas. I'm going grocery shopping. I'm not taking. Not walking everyone...
1: on eggshells?
0: Nope. No, and I noticed, like, I'm not even walking on eggshells with him. I never have. I have I've... never seen you more yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Like, it's also, like, I'm not gonna lie. Not that I'm saying, yeah, go have your husband live in another state than <laughs> you and move in with your best friend for two months. I mean, it's definitely... An interesting situation. <laughs> um, but I do think, like, we're kind of having sleepovers. Like, that's what it feels like sometimes. Like, genuinely. Like, I when I get ready for the weekend, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm literally going to have my best friend down the hall. Like, what do you want to do? Like, today we just, we went shopping. It was nice. Steven came along. Midway through, we took our bags to the car. We went was... to a brewery. We got cookies
1: after. And now we're having some tea. I know. And then some nights we're like, hey, we're going to pop a bottle of wine and we're going to listen to some music and just play card games. Right. I think
0: we need to bring back sleepovers. 1000%. <laughs> I think you living with me, not me living <laughs> with you, I think at least twice a year we're having a sleepover and more grown women women and men should have sleepovers.
1: Like it was so much fun. Like I remember childhood sleepovers with my best friends, like mm-hmm. building forks, doing prank calls. And just like getting to spend time with one another because you learn so much about an individual.
0: Swapping the prank calls for wine, but same thing. Yes. Yes,
1: (laughs) very true. Or like the pure fact that like we shut our doors to go to bed and then we're still saying night, love you. Oh, I say goodnight
0: (laughs) to you guys every night. I love it. Every night. I I wouldn't go to bed without it. But
1: how is it living out of a suitcase though?
0: I don't know how you did it. And I remember what my basement looked like. And that's not a knock on you. But you know it was crazy sometimes. What was? When I would go down to your room. Like, that's crazy that you said my room, but it's really like your basement. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I call, that's my room now in this house.
1: Or when Jack was looking at our um, house that she's moving into, I'm like, okay,
0: so where's Casey's room? Yeah, yeah. Not the guest room. I'm sending you like Zillow listings and you're like, so I call the bedroom on the right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's Casey's room. But I, if, if you want to learn how to like purge and actually know what clothes you wear and what clothes you don't wear, try, try moving into a new home with two suitcases and you just have to make it work. I do not know how you just lived out of suitcases for six months. Cause I remember I had to go, I'd be like, I need hangers. Like I can't do this suitcase on the floor thing for much longer. It just feels like so hectic and crazy. And I feel so disorganized sometimes.
1: Which was like the story of my life then. Everything I know. was disorganized.
0: You were just like constantly disheveled. Facts. Not a knock. I
1: had. But true. I literally had muffins and like Cheerios and one of the night stands. I know. I was like,
0: I guess this is her pantry. <laughs> like, I had I do what I had I thought, to do? I thought she put socks in it, but Cheerios <laughs> works too. <laughs> no problem. Um, honestly, it was eye
1: opening to see like, I don't need this many shoes or.
0: T-shirts and dresses. I can't believe you just said that in a recording.
1: I know. And the fact that I'm like talking slowly while I'm saying it, I'm very hesitant to admit. Yeah,
0: for those <laughs> of you that don't know, Casey's shoe addiction is real. Got it from my grandma. Love her, but she gave me that. A little hoarding
1: <sighs> tendency. However, um, because I thought that this sweatshirt was going to give me comfort because I like it because it's big. I like this sweatshirt, I mean, I like this um sweatpants because it was just homey for me, but reality was like I need to give myself that comfort. I needed to journal, I need to work on myself, I need to read books, I needed to go for a walk mm-hmm. it's not about the material
0: items that you had. I needed to talk to you right mm-hmm. but I think after going through this experience, which it's it's coming down to the wire, it's really starting to hit me, and I think if you've ever left a place a journey's ever come to an end whether it's graduating college whether it's switching careers moving selling a house whatever it is mm-hmm. if you had a solid circle where you were it it's it's scary to leave like i had a re- like my husband had it really good here with a solid circle and it's just yeah. become such a norm for me to have you in the same city even though it's only been like three years But look at everything we've been through within those three years. I lived
1: with you. We had adventures. Your husband was deployed. Mm -hmm. And now you're living with me. Right. It's not just, oh, hey, what are you doing for dinner? On like Sunday nights. It's been like 24-7, good
0: days, bad days. Yes. And now it's we down to like the last month. I don't like talking about that. I know. (laughs) Which is so funny because every time – I'm I'm trying to bring it up more – Maybe if I, like, speak it into existence, it'll be easier to handle.
1: Yeah, and as a therapist, I know that that's what you should be doing. (laughs)
0: The best part is how much you're repressing your feelings about this. I think it's comical, and I am too.
1: Oh, yeah, because I know, like, once I think about it, I'm going to work myself up about it even more so. So I'd rather just, like, try to be very present in the moment.
0: Oh, we are going out with a bang.
1: Yeah, and just remember everything, and then when
0: I do a little wave and say
1: goodbye. Yeah. That's when I'm really just going to sit with everything. I agree. But I also think it's helpful that we have plans on when we're going to see each other and And um, continue
0: the podcast. Like, that's not going to stop just because we're not living together.
1: Absolutely. And I feel as if if you have friends living across the country, I think it's very beneficial to have like a set date knowing when
0: you're going to see them again. That always helps me. That's also commitment, though. Going back to friendships are a relationship. And I talked about this on one of the previous episodes. If you ever want to know who your true friends are, Move. Move across the country. Move three states away. Because the ones that want to be there will show up. And the ones that don't, won't. True. So, like, planning those trips and stuff like that, that's giving, that's a two-way street. That's, like, committing to that relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like, I understand how, like, flights can be expensive. And life happens and 100%. does happen. But I get that there's some friends that, like, once you move, It's kind of like you need to reach out to them, be like, hey, I'm coming home this week. And then you rearrange your plans to make sure
0: you see them. But then that brings up another point, because I also feel this way almost every single time I go back to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I'm always a flight away. Like, I've lived in some pretty beautiful places. You have. And somehow, every time I go to the East Coast, I have to run around to a million different places and see a million different people and basically, like, break my back. To check all the boxes, and then I'm exhausted. I feel like I wasn't even present, I feel like I wasn't even relaxing. And then I sit there and I'm like, Why am I? I'm the one that's visiting from across the country, I had to pay airfare to get here, right? Why am I running around filling up my schedule so that I have no time just to enjoy myself? For some people, over the course of five years now, it's not Mm. like I've lived across the country just for a year for almost five years now going above and beyond effort wise and time wise people that have still not come to see me and i think with that statement
1: we need to acknowledge there's different levels of friendship mm-hmm. and that's really hard for us to comprehend sometimes to understand okay let's say it's three different levels okay Let's say one is like the rock solid, like we're doing a hundred percent, a hundred percent commitment, like me and you. And then there's a level three that is just like, you know what? We were best friends. I still care about this girl or boy. Um, I wish them all the best, but I'm not going to go out of my way to have this relationship. I will do my check-ins with
0: them. Right. And I think that's okay to admit. I think it's okay. I think it's been a process for me because I think it goes back to people pleasing. Absolutely, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you please yourself 100%. Um, and yeah, that's a journey that it we're is. both still on. Oh, know? I
1: think always because also, as we talked about in the last episode, we're always like changing, we're developing our personalities, our identities, and who we're going to be in the next like five years is going to change too,
0: and how we need to please ourselves, right? I mean, in five years, we'll probably. Be living on that land in Colorado that you took me to today, yes, which was so <laughs> exciting. I mean, can we talk about what happened when we got there in true <laughs> Jack and Casey fashion? So we I mean, we stopped at Dutch Bros on the way, and I got some sort of. I don't go to Dutch Bros. I don't drink coffee. This is like not an area of my life that I'm confident. You got in. an energy drink. Caffeine goes through your system very quickly, Casey, and it. Type. Like it, really, Did it makes, really? Yes. How does it go through your system? So body? it really makes you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I didn't realize like I guess how much caffeine was in it. And we're driving to this property that you and Stephen are looking into buying some mm-hmm. land to like build yes, your land. dream house on. Yes. Which was so cool that I got to step foot on it and see it. Mm-hmm. Driving there, I was like, we're driving to the middle of nowhere. There's not a bathroom in sight. No. I was like I literally looked at Steven as he's driving and I'm like, would it be crazy if i just like hopped on the side of the car and peed right now because I really need to go. So Steven's like, I guess so. So poor Steven climbs up to this like hill a oh, far, far away, away from us. And you held up like a blanket as I and shielded me with the car door. I hit Bruce Springsteen born in the USA on my phone because I needed some sort of sound. Thank God you had toilet paper in the back of the I car. And I'm TP. just Christening your future home, you blessed that land. I did. Us. What'd you say? I marked it. It was like marked by the snow. Thank God, no car drove by. But I was like, I can't believe this is happening, and poor Stevens just out there. Are you surprised, though? No, not at all. Andrew had done the same thing. <laughs> I mean, these men have been subjected to. God bless. Them. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't, and I, I think a, I could speak for a lot of women. When they get together with their best friends and their partners are just like. But right. I
1: also think that you need to recognize if your partner is laughing with your friends and can keep up with your friends and doesn't think it's annoying. It doesn't think it's immature or thinks that we need to get out of the house so he can be alone, that's a red flag. That's true. Like Andrew if... is able to hang with us, Steven's able to hang with us. There's other people that can hang with us. Right. If your partner can't hang with your friends, I think that's a huge red flag. I agree.
0: Because your friends represent who you are. We were just talking about that. Like your circle is a direct reflection of who you are. And how people view you. 100%. And that that took me a little bit to learn as well. Like who you associate with says a lot about your character, says a lot about your morals and who you are. Absolutely. So if your partner
1: doesn't like your friends or a big portion of your friends, essentially they're stating that, they don't like a portion of you or that they want to change you or if your partner doesn't have any friends and i feel I like you just he... like listed off my ex right there <laughs> no friends hated all my friends and wanted to change me
0: now you say it like that yeah no but really yeah oh that was a time mm-hmm. and so i have like about a month left in colorado as you just silently sip your tea. Yeah, I don't like talking about it. I know. But I think it's also exciting. It means that we'll be recording episodes in Tennessee, which I never thought we'd do.
1: I know. I'll be fine to Tennessee to visit you. Mm-hmm. But yes, we're going to make the most out of this last month, go on like hikes,
0: just have time together. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for Shania. Yes, that's gonna be it. just look out Denver. Just everyone get off the roads. Don't go out because we're coming. I know. And that's like our last like. It's like we're going out of the bag. Night. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. So
1: definitely need to continue the sleepovers, maintaining friendships because they are relationships.
0: And I and I think to go back, I think I want to take back what I said about 50-50. Because I'm thinking of something my sister, advice, marriage advice my sister gave to me when I first got married. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Marriage is not always going to be 50-50. Sometimes it's going to be 90-10. Sometimes it's going to be 60-40. And it's just this give and take. And sometimes you're going to be taking on more than your partner, given what they're going through and vice versa. So I think it's okay if sometimes it's not 50-50, but if it's consistently like 90-10, then I think that's not okay. It's fine that you're taking on more, say if you're going through a really hard time, I'm fine with taking on more so of the effort because I know you're struggling, but I think if it's consistent, not 50, 50, you disagree, don't you? I'm um, looking at you and you disagree, <laughs> which is totally okay. disagree I with me?
1: Don't disagree. I just want to add on it a okay. little bit because I do believe it needs to be a hundred per hundred, but it needs to be a hundred, a hundred consistency okay. and commitment. Once you're at that level that you both know that you're committed in this, then I feel as if, okay, yes, some people are going to have a rough patch and you need to pick up the pace a little bit or help them up a little bit. But that shouldn't turn into a pattern. I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: I think we're human. We're going to have our downtime. Our partner's going to have to pick up the slack. Sometimes our best friends are going to have to put in more effort. But that what we're going through. also
1: comes with confrontation for that one friend that is down to admit, I'm at this point. Thank you for being there for me. I appreciate you.
0: And just taking ownership of, hey, I know I'm not the best friend right now. Like I think that validation would go a long way for me if some people just admitted like, hey, I know I'm not being the best friend to you right now. I apologize. This is what I'm going through. But just know like I love you and I still value you in my life. I'm just not in a place right now. Or I can be as good of a friend as you deserve. So essentially over-communicating. Right.
1: And that's what I tell all my clients when they're talking about friendships, relationships. I'm like, you need to over-communicate because nobody knows your expectations. Nobody knows what you're
0: thinking and nobody knows your thoughts. And I guess there really is no such thing as too much communication. Like, when is that ever going to be a bad thing? It's not. Right. Well, cheers to over-communication. Absolutely. I think that's going to be... Like so. the manifest going into the next couple months. Over communicate. Have sleepovers with your best friends. Mm-hmm. Don't walk on eggshells in your relationships. No. Look who, what levels of friendships that you have.
1: And if you're okay with that. And knowing the thresholds of those relationships and accepting
0: it. Find yourself a friend that will hold up a blanket while you pee on the ground. And her significant other climbs up their future property and just lets that happen. Yeah. I never want to do that again though. I was like, this is a test for Stephen and I. While he's like climbing the hill? Oh yeah. And just being like, I cannot believe that my partner's best friend is just squatting and shaking right now on the property that I'm about to buy. (laughs) (laughs) And just didn't bat an eye and filled out alone while he just walked up the hill. As if that's okay. But find yourself a best friend that will hold up that blanket. And find yourself a best friend whose partner embraces that journey. Yep. It's
1: worth it to have this relationship, to keep it going. Know your worth. And don't ever second-guess yourself in any type of relationship. Always trust your gut.
0: It's there for a reason. So we will see everyone. I can't believe we're moving on to episode six soon. Crazy. Wow,
1: it's about to get a little <laughs> crazy, but I'm excited. Me too. Well, thanks for listening,
0: and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.